Welcome to the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast for one more week as the season ticks away with Guy and with David. Good to have you Much company. Much to discuss. Much to discuss. This week's podcast is, of course, dedicated to Mr. Stan Whedon. Oh, absolutely. Cometh the hour, cometh Stan Whedon. If you were at the Dulwich Hamlet game at Plainmore on Saturday, the uh, the referee uh, pulled up lame midway through the first half. Yeah. Uh, and the Mark call... Whaley from Plymouth. From Plymouth. Yeah. Uh, and the call went out over the PA. Is there a qualified official in the ground? Because, of course, there's no fourth officials mm-hmm. at National League South games. So you just got the ref and two linesmen. So there isn't a, an automatic guy to step into no. to that role. There were a couple of minutes of silence. And then from the pop side emerged Stan to great cheers from the people who were standing around him. Uh, he took the line. They put him over in front of the pop side as well. Well, he, he had to go off and get some kit, first yeah. of all, or they long found him. De- long delay. Yeah, there yeah. was what, eight minutes we timed yeah. it at, I think. And the, f- the first half lasted nearly 10 minutes more than 55 minutes, virtually, it lasted. Yeah. But he emerged, and, and I wonder whether he asked to go and stand <laughs> in front of the pop side rather than uh, the Bristow's bench. Um, to be greeted by a chance of he's one of our he's own. He's one of our own. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he didn't get much wrong. I don't think he got anything I, wrong. I don't think. I, I, I think he was there more there and thereabouts, wasn't he? There yeah. was one offside flag he put up. I think against Safety <laughs> Janet to be greeted by a chorus of "You don't know what you're doing." Uh, but I think it was it was fondly meant rather than um, pointedly. Yeah. So. Uh, and now, if you have a Herald Express this week, and, and if you haven't, you should. There's a great picture of Stan on the back page. A lot of familiar faces in the crowd behind him as well. That's uh, that's one for his scrapbook, isn't it? It is. Great, great picture yeah. from our friend Sean Hernan yeah. at uh, Pinnacle. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, and, of course, a very eventful afternoon, one way or another. It was. We'll um, come back to the Dulwich game will, a little bit later on. Much has happened since. It is. I think we'll, let's talk about the more recent game, um, first of all. East Thurrock on Tuesday night uh, Torquay 1-0 down in the first half and not playing very well not I didn't go well. and we'll come to the reason for that in a minute but um, Sekou Jane scores midway through the second half and then early-ish in the second half thank goodness and then Rory Keating pops up with the winning goal in Rory to the rescue in injury time wasn't it, it was, uh, virtually yeah, yeah just as, as the game was moving into, into stoppage time and, and Rory Keating had come on midway through the first half yeah. Um, because uh, of an injury to Jamie Sandals White. Now, obviously, United have already were already without Kyle Cameron, who was completing a two-match suspension. And um, Jamie Sandals White picked up a calf injury, which obviously makes Cameron's imminent return this Saturday against Western Supermare yeah. very timely. Um, but Gary Johnson decided to, to make that change. Um, as he said afterwards, he said, it wasn't all that inspired. I was forced into it. You know, People <laughs> thought it was a masterstroke. Yeah. But um, no, so and he shifted Asa Hall into the back four, which is what we thought he might do last week yeah. as well, didn't we? Uh, yeah. And by all accounts, Gary was very fulsome in his praise for the way I think Asa Hall's playing very well at the moment, he not is. just yeah. in midfield, but apparently he was terrific at the back on he's Tuesday night. Goals in as well, isn't he? he? Well, he's just a really good captain's influence in there at the moment, yeah. isn't he? And um, uh, uh, and Rory Keating obviously. Uh, went on to his new birth as a goal-scoring right winger. Um, and uh, not only did he lay on the cross that led to Seiku Jani's equaliser, he also was man on the spot, right place, right time, yeah. uh, to finish Connor Lemon Hay Evans's really good cross. He held off two defenders, United going for it at that stage, no thought yeah. of playing for a point. Uh, uh, and... Um, 
and Rory was there to pop in his sixth goal of the season, I think. And of course, and East Thurrock must be thoroughly fed up with him because he scored both goals when United beat them of at Playmore back yeah. in August. Yeah. He's got his eye. We're delighted to see Rory getting his eye, and not least because the Friday night big show on Riviera FM, we will now, because a deal's a deal, we'll now be playing a track by his uncle Ronan on Friday <laughs> well night, done. because that's yeah. the deal that yeah. we made. But listen, from what we could pick up listening to the game uh, and following the excellent Twitter feeds uh, from the club, it wasn't a pretty game by the sound of it. I think... A lot of good sides, or sides in the top half of the table, have found East Thurrock very hard to break down and beat Yeah. in recent months. Bath's only beaten 1-0 at home. Uh, Woking took them until the 97th minute before they came up with a goal to beat them um, not long ago. Yeah. United have had trouble with them. They're, they are fighting for their lives at the bottom. John Coventry is a fantastic nice bloke and a bloody good manager yeah. um, especially at this level he's got them scrapping they are physical they get stuck in they keep it simple they keep turning you around with long balls and they fight for everything all over the pitch yeah. um, and United I don't think by all accounts handled that very well in the first half um, they've got this big centre forward Sam Higgins who puts himself about yeah. no great athlete but he causes plenty of problems um, and, you know, if they can get a goal, which they did do from a set yeah. piece, which again, United didn't appear to deal with very well, um, you know, all of a sudden, whoops, you've got a game on. But scruffy, not terribly attractive 2-1 wins at East Thurrock on Tuesday nights are what titles are made of, aren't they? Hopefully, hopefully. Um, what is it? I, I think nearly every great side has always said oh you know winning ugly is the secret yeah, to it yeah. when you're not playing well of course they do but um united appear to have had um one of the gary johnson um was, uh, was the hairdryer switched on t- talking to <laughs> um, um he, he he's kept them and, and obviously happily so because he hasn't had to deliver many of them mm. since he, he came to play more working at home when United were 2-0 two, two down in his first home match was one of them he's delivered one or two yeah. you know warm up jobs I think he, he let the break off on this one uh, and he's since um, referred to a bit of a pounding I think that was yeah. one phrase he came up with Getting into them was another, and roasting was a was another one, okay. and and so I think when he even uses phrases like that, you know he probably yeah uh, uh, delivered a, a pretty a pretty stern message at half time. I w- I would love to hear one of those because whenever we talk to him, he's he's quite softly spoken. You know, he thinks about what he's saying. He's quite considered. Um, he's obviously a very clever chap, and but I would love to hear him. As you say, let the brakes off. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hope we're never on the end of it. Eh? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, and and he he's look. You're talking about a guy who's been in the game thirty years. Yeah, managing for thirty years. He knows how to, you know, <laughs> deliver these things. Yeah. When to deliver them? Yeah. Uh, um, how to direct them? I suppose it's one um, of those things. If if you do it too often, it loses all its impact anyway. I, I was it? listening. I was watching the replay of the match. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, yesterday, um, and I'm pretty sure it's Gary <laughs> Johnson. At one point, you can overhear voices from the touchline. Yeah. Obviously, noises and off. Noises yeah. off. And at one point, I'm sure I hear him saying, 
no danger of you joining in a bit then, is there? <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. Of course, we don't know who it was direct, uh, directed at. Um, uh, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, it goes on all the time. Of course it does. But um, uh, And I apologise profusely to Gary and whoever it was aimed at, if it was somebody else. But I, I think I heard his voice. Yeah. And, and, of course, in crowds at National League South level, you hear these things, don't you? That's if one it was of the, beauties, a, the stadium of light, yeah. you wouldn't, no. you you would never hear these things. So um, that's one of the great things about playing in stadia like that, where you can get really close to the pitch, where you can hear what's going on, you hear every word. It's great stuff. Yeah, it's good. And and funnily enough, it gets to people. Yeah, I, I've I've known and we've probably all known. Chris Todd was talking about that this weekend, the senior goals meeting, which we'll come on to in a minute. But he was saying, you know shouts and voices and criticism you, that you get in small stadiums with comparatively small crowds can be far more pointed and hurtful than, yeah. than a wall yeah. of sound yeah. from a from 15,000 people interesting. Yeah. um you know because it's it's it, you know who it's directed at it's straight yeah. at you yeah. um and and it's it's it can, it can get to you um but uh, but anyway in the second half united uh, came out by all accounts, in a far higher gear. Um, uh, their fitness, as Gary Johnson has alluded to, must have played a part. Yeah. Um, and they dominated, I mean, Gary described it as men against boys the wrong way in the first half yeah. and the right way in the second half. Um, so, uh, and, and But to come out of that with all three points, whilst, Fantastic. of course, yeah. knowing, as I'm sure every United fan at Rookery Hill would have known that Woking were winning one nil yeah. at Truro, yeah. uh, and obviously only three points was enough to keep United on top of the table. And and I, obviously we're going to come, we're going to have this week in week out now, aren't we? And it's going to get worse and worse and worse to the end of the season. Whether it turns into a two horse race, it looks like it when you look at the table at the it's moment. Looking more you? like it, but isn't it? Yeah, I'm still not 100 percent sure about that, and we'll explain why in a minute. Um, but. You, you just had this. We're, we're going to be coming off the. How Woking got on and Woking yeah. going. How Torquay yeah. getting on. How to, and it's going to be like this, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, it's all right. At the Dulwich Hamlet game on Saturday, everybody around us, as, as soon as. The, Dartford scored. As soon as Dartford scored, about yeah. five people turned yeah. around and said, Dartford have scored. Yeah. And, and you and, kind and of get the updates instantly, and don't you? You do in this day and age. And, you know, it all. You know, it's all grist to the mill, isn't it? And, yeah. Um, so on Tuesday night, I dare say Dulwich and their supporters and maybe even some of their players knew that United were losing 1-0 at half-time. Some of them may have known that it was 1-all okay. yeah. heading, yeah. into, heading into the last few moments. So I dare say, uh, and you know, we're, no ill will towards Woking and their fans, but the news that Rory Keating had popped up with the winner in the 90th minute, I dare say didn't go, uh, you know, it wasn't greeted with a round of applause in the away dressing room at uh, Triu Road. Good stuff. Um, another goal on Tuesday night for Sekou Jane. Yeah. I mean, we're all concentrating on Jamie Reid and quite rightly because he's he's flying the flag at the moment, but Sekou Jane is not far behind him now, is he? 17th of the season on Tuesday night. What a tremendous run he's had uh, and, prolific and, yeah. uh, and you know we're talking about a 19 year old striker on loan from Bristol City uh, he's seven behind Jamie Reid now who's on 24 41 goals between them that's the first time that's happened since 
1954-65 uh, yeah. with Robin Stubbs and, and uh, the late Tommy Northcott. And it was great on Saturday. Robin hasn't been well recently. Yes, you said, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he walked into um, the Gull's Nest uh, yeah. before kick-off. Great to see him again. And he was there to see... Jamie Reed and Seiko Jani both score two goals and reach 40. Yeah. You know, all those many, many years uh, uh, since, he, since he and Tommy Northcott and the late Tommy Northcott did it. Yeah. And plenty of people are saying the old thing of, well, you know, you're in National League South, you should be breaking records, but yeah. you can only play what's in front of you. Let's enjoy it while we can. This well, is, these are, you know, these are good stats that we're running up, aren't they? Yes. And, and, I'm sure there's lots of people. Yeah, but it's the National League South. Not lots, but there's there's, yeah. a, there's plenty. Uh, um, and well, Torquay should be winning this league. Yes, okay, maybe. Um, but you know, what are there all these teams queuing up to give us the points? No, I don't think so. In fact, it can. You know, United have been there to be shot at from day one. Yeah. And and plenty of teams. You know, they've only lost what is it, five games? I think something like yeah. that all season. Uh, and I've seen the reaction of opposing teams when they've beaten United, and it's like they've won a cup tie. Yeah. Um, and United have to handle this, and it will probably only get fiercer over the last these next few weeks. They will. Let's talk briefly then about the Dulwich Hamlet game last Saturday, because so much went on. We could fill a podcast just talking about that. Yeah. It was one of those. It was a Keystone Cops game, wasn't it? You know, you've got seven goals again. You've got Torquay dominating the first half. Five up just after half time. Yeah, a first half that was disrupted by the injury to um, to Mr. Whaley and uh, of course the entry of Stan. The entry of Stan. Yeah. Um, but then, talk. It, we talked a little bit on Saturday, didn't we, about the difficulty when a game is over and the opposition are com- are completely beaten, as Dulwich Hamlet were, at 5-0 down, how difficult it is to keep the momentum going because Torquay did lose that momentum, didn't they, on Saturday? Yeah. I, first of all, I don't think the change of ref helped them in the first half. Mm. Uh, uh, that big, long delay. It took them a while to get going again after that. And then, of course, yeah. they scored their, their, their third and fourth goals in first-half stoppage yeah. time. And there was plenty of it, obviously. <laughs> Uh, and then they got the fifth. They didn't actually restart all that well at the start of the season. No, they didn't. I, I said so. Um, I said in the blog that they, they, they were second best yes. in the early. And yet they managed half. to get the fifth. Yeah. Game over. Points done. Etc. 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 Now, I don't know. What's the school of thought here? Is it absolutely no? You have to go on and get seven or eight. You know, etc. Etc. They yeah. got seven in their last home game yeah. against Oxford City. Um, they've got five in this one. United have been scoring goals at ridiculous yeah. rates yeah. recently. Who who um, thought we would ever even be having a, a second thought about winning a game five two? Quite, but we are because of the high standards that they've set. That's we? right, and and uh, I, I think United, in fairness to them, continue to create chances in the second half. Yeah. Jamie Reid was furious that he didn't end up with at least a hat trick, if not four. Um, and it wasn't for the want of trying. No, no, they did cre- yeah. continue to create chances. But they didn't defend well at times. They no, didn't. No. You know, uh, they gave away a penalty. Um, uh, and soft then penalty. Soft... Having, having seen it in yeah, the replay. Yeah, it is. It... But but, yeah. but I'm sure Liam Davis will be the first person to say that he should have dealt with it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. sooner or if not better than that I'm not sure um, there was much contact there though no no uh, but Liam um, Davis fair play to him didn't contest it with the referee he did, no, it was he given there's no toys point, out so. no that's right 
Um, and then, funnily enough, I think it was a Jamie Reed pass. I think he was trying to find somebody back there to re mm-hmm. to restart the move, and it, and, a, and a, a Dulwich player nipped in and got it. Square pass, bang, uh, you know, five two. And, and Nathan, of course, they also hit the post with a header. Nathan Green <coughs> for a, a spell in that second half was very impressive, though, wasn't he? Yeah, their left winger. He, he came into the game. He scored that second goal, and he he looked um, looked yeah. a good player. And the substitute that um, their manager got on, Akin Yemi, who is actually their leading scorer, yeah. uh, he was more of a handful than the other forwards had been. So, um, And United just didn't deal with one or two things that well. Gary Johnson was very sanguine about it all afterwards. If the header had gone in instead of hitting the post, I'm not sure he would have been quite so uh, calm about it, But um, uh, which would have made it 5-3. Yeah. But, you know, he, he's you have to trust this man. Yeah, you know, yeah. in all sorts of ways, in football terms, his knowledge of tactics, his knowledge of players, his knowledge of the transfer market, his knowledge of how to, you know, mm. how much to ask of certain players in certain given situations, um, and uh, you know, he had East Thurrock away coming up on Tuesday night. What happens if he steams in after Saturday and says, yeah. you know, that is. You know, da, 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 da. we can all ima- imagine that, that the sort of language that might be used and publicly as well. Yeah, he's got to pick him up again for Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and there are other huge, important, hugely important matches coming up. His squad is down to quite tight. Yeah, numbers. Uh, Olaf Kasela, the Torquay Academy striker, sixteen years old, is on the bench at the moment, yeah. and there isn't yeah. anybody else. All right, it will be slightly better. But oh, hang on a minute, Jamie Sandals White will almost certainly be out for yeah. for Saturday against Carl, Western Superman. Carl Cameron back. Carl Cameron yeah. back. Yeah. Opie Edwards is out with a thigh strain, yeah. so the numbers are very tight, and he wants he wants it that way. He doesn't want a load of players sat in the stand watching. Fine. So, but. The, the the flip side of that is you know if you wipe, if you start wiping the floor with people yeah one day and then two days later you've got to get them up and and say yeah you're fine you're great go out and beat this lot you you start to get into the yeah. up down up down <coughs> up down and he, he's trying you know if if I'm reading it right he he's trying very hard not to do yeah. that too much obviously at half time at East Thurrock it merited yes. <laughs> some fairly straight talking but um, who'd have thought this time last year there'd be anything mm. remotely unsatisfactory about a 5-2 win and being top of the table <laughs> it's, we, we're expecting too much aren't we it's, it's expectation <laughs> levels isn't it and and he, he's well aware of this yeah he's actually if you think back to those days when he first walked in the place promotion the title he started talking about it straight away yeah. Talking were tw- were thirteenth in the table the day he walked in, uh, well, and 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 you know he he made absolutely no bones about it whatsoever. When he took over, uh, you know United looked had just lost at home to Chippenham Town two 0 Yeah, they couldn't score a goal or were struggling to score goals, and they were in the bottom half of the table. He walked in and he said promotion the title. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now I can't you know I can't think of many managers. He hadn't even. Hardly looked at the players. That was the first afternoon. He it said was, that, wasn't it? It yeah. was, yeah. and 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 you know he he, you know, didn't have long to assess the squad, start getting stuck into them, make a few changes, etc., mm-hmm. etc., and so he's actually laid this message out to the players from 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 day one. And it was interesting. Uh, one of his little comments that some people may have missed um, after East Thurrock was he said. Some players can be shrinking violets when you get stuck into them. Yeah. He said, this group ain't like that. 
And so he knew when he <laughs> threw an odd proverbial teacup at halftime that the, the vast majority, if not all of them, could yeah. take it yeah. and, and would react in the right way. And I think that's what pleased him as much as anything at East Thurrock was he had his go. I'm sure he told a few, uh, delivered yeah. a few home truths, knowing and being justifiably known because of what happened in the second half that they would respond in the right way and they wouldn't. Yeah. Heads on chests. Now, he's been here for 22 games now. Yeah. Hasn't he? Now, the form over that's those... that's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah the, the form over those 22 games has been... Extraordinary. The, be the best in the league? Oh, and by some way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, United had, what, 12 points when he took over from nine matches. Um, the, the last 22 games, that's, what, 66 points available? Yeah. 54 points they've scored, uh, that they've gathered yeah. in that time, scoring 66 goals along the way. Um, so that's a three-goal-a-game three average. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and that's 10 better than anybody else in the division yeah. over the last 22 games. I think I think Chelmsford are next up. They're 44. Yeah. Um, and then you've got a couple in the 40s. Um, Woking, let's mm. give them credit. They've been yeah. batting on as well. Um, and Dartford, funnily enough, have... have, have had a very good second half of the season after looking. I think they were even, they were below, they were even below Torquay when yeah. um, uh, when the change was made at Plainmore. So well done to them, and they still have to come to Plainmore. And of course, they beat Woking last Saturday two 0 just to underline how well they're going. Fifty four points out of twenty two games is um, that's remarkable it is, form, isn't it? Is. it? Yeah, it's, it's um, that pinch me season. That's it, right, really? and and it, and I th I thought. Um, <clears throat> Um, the uh, Steve King, the Welling manager, put it quite nicely uh, when Welling beat United, of course, a fortnight ago or ten days ago now. Yeah. Uh, saying that um, you know had <laughs> Torquay had been doing ridiculously well, uh, which obviously made him and Welling all the all the, the prouder to yeah. beat them. Um, so no, it's 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 a it's an extraordinary run of form by any standards. Yeah. Um, uh, it's better than anything in the Conference North, by the way. Um, is it really? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Where and and I'm sure there's a couple of decent teams up there, including one of our old friends, Stockport County. So yeah. I think there's some United fans who are keeping everything crossed that um, United and Stockport end up winning yeah. promotion because they used to be one of our great old rivals in the fourth division days. And they're still getting huge crowds at this level as well. Well, aren't they, they're not bad. They're, they're, it's 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 on a par with yeah. United. Sometimes a little bit more. Uh, and um, Stockport, that's a very interesting scenario up there. Um, there's um, Chorley currently top. Uh, if some people think it's a two-horse race in the south, and yeah. we're not convinced about that yet, are we? Uh, it's looking like a three-horse race in the north. Uh, Chorley, Stockport, Spennymoor are the top three. Yeah. And then a big eight-point gap to anybody else. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, uh, there's over east, I think it's over Easter, there's a couple of absolutely stonking games. Chorley v Stockport, Spennymoor v Chorley. Chorley have to play Stockport and Spennymoor in the space yeah. of three days <laughs> over Easter. Um, so that could uh, sort a few things out up there. Because we, there are there are only eleven games to go. We're busy ticking the games off. Two games since we last podcast. There'll be another two before we next podcast, and then we'll be down into single, single figures. figures. Yeah. Where did it all go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how quick it, it accelerates at this time of the season, doesn't it? Seems because of to. the Saturday Tuesday thing. Yeah, and especially of course when you're when you're doing well. I mean, you know, United fans, bless them, have had many many seasons of 
gritting their teeth from Saturday to yeah. Saturday, hoping that United can get a result of some kind here or there. Um, and, uh, of course, this is all continuing United's time-honoured tradition of never bothering with a mid-table it's finish. never a mid-table no, season, no, is there? No, they just, they just don't do mid-table, yeah. do they? So, um, hope that continues. So, the run-ins that the, the teams have got, or the, the games that they've got coming up in the immediate future, let's look at what Torquay and... We have to go back to Woking. Absolutely, the, why not? Um, yeah. The, the games that we've got well, relative to them. Yeah, United have obviously got Western Both, By the way, Torquay and Woking play, both play two of the bot, bottom clubs um, uh, this Saturday. United are home to the bottom club, Western Supermare, who of course gave them a fair bit of trouble. He did. Uh, yes. Up there in, what was it, was October, October time? Something on the, like that. the evening of the bin throwing. That's right. Um, and Woking are at Hungerford. Now, yeah. um, Hungerford have pulled out a couple of quite decent results recently, but... I'm sure most people would say, yeah, well, two wins for the top two there. But United have then got these two very, very important matches. Chelmsford, who are currently fourth yeah. at home next Tuesday night. I can't, well, obviously, apart from Woking, I can't think of a bigger game no. for United to be playing than that. Well, we were and talk, then, busy talking it up before the Saturday fixture. It's got even tighter since then. Quite. And then Billericay away yeah. uh, on Saturday, Saturday week. I'm sure Woking will have spotted that and thought, oh, if Torquay drop a point or two or yeah. lose either of those games, blah, 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 we'll be in. But beware uh, um, the cards, because after a little spell of Hungerford, Chippenham, and then Oxford away, Woking play these, the, these four crucial games which yeah. will decide their season. Welling away, Bath away, Torquay home, Chelmsford away. They do have a home game against Slough in the middle of that. Yeah. But those they play, those four get four teams, all in the top six, uh, in the space of three weeks, yeah. something like that, uh, uh, highlighted, obviously, by the home game against Torquay at Kingfield on April the 6th. And, of course, after that, there's, there's just there are only three games left after that. Then it's... it's they, you're almost exactly. done then, you, you? put You put your head down for the yeah. finishing line then, don't you? And... and um, and on paper, at least, you would think that Woking and Torquay ought to fill their boots. I'm not 100% sure about that, particularly from Woking's point of view. They've got Concord, Dulwich Hamlet away. Dulwich Hamlet are, are, are not the worst team in the world. Yeah, a good bunch as well, they? Aren't they? are. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, for me, uh, I'm sure people who don't study this much might think, well, why? They've got Gloucester City at home on the last day of the season. Now, Gloucester City are probably the most improved and hardest to beat team in the yeah. bottom half of the table at the moment. And if that everything rides on that match, i.e. Gloucester staying up or going down, I would, bet, I would back them to give Woking a... a yeah. Tough old afternoon at home, unless of course Woking were to score early on and get a couple of early goals, and then you never know, do you? Uh, and United, um, after Woking away, yeah. United have got Eastbourne home. Eastbourne are falling like a stone at the moment, but we'll see. Chippenham away, you'd they would fancy yeah. themselves at yeah. Chippenham. Hungerford at home in their last home match. Well, if they can't win that, you know. With all due respect to Hungerford, yeah. uh, there'd be a bit of gnashing of teeth. And then St Albans away on the last day of the season. Um, now, last day games, and United have had enough of them over the years for yeah. good and bad. Um, if you tend to be uh, uh, completely up for it, which I'm, I would have my mortgage and yours and everybody else's <laughs> on the fact that United will be, um, you know, you, you, would, you would hope and think that United could win that one. But uh, there's a lot, as... as Alan Dowson, the working manager, was saying 
um, following their win at Truro yeah. in the week. There will be twists and turns before this finishes. Um, he, Did, he, didn't he say that Torquay weren't even his main concern? Last of, last of his worries, <laughs> I, th- I think. He, somebody asked him about, obviously, the fact that Torquay had snatched a victory at East yeah. Thurrock and he turned to and he said, um, virtually said, I'm not bothered about them. Yeah. They're the last of my worries, to be perfectly honest with you. 11 games to go. He said, if Torquay is still winning with three games to go, then it becomes a bit of an issue. Yeah. But uh, let's just forget about each other and uh, crack on with what we've got to do. And those last three games are all Saturdays, aren't they? The, the, yeah. the season, that that the fixture pile-up where all the Tuesdays come in is over by then, isn't it? And you, um, yes, a... I'm, I should know exactly what the... Um, actually, I've got the programme here, so I can check it. The, the um, Easter is... Uh, where are we are? Um, oh, well, no, actually, East, Easter is the, um, the 19th and the 22nd. Yeah, so it's late this year, isn't it? It is. So yeah, so that's um, the. Uh, it, it's it's right it's right down there that the the, the the Friday stroke Saturday course, Monday yeah. is late. So, so there's only one. Yeah, yeah. There, there is only that. That's that's United's Easter, uh, um, and then there is only one Saturday fixture. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, um, before it's all over. Looking forward to it enormously, though. Who wouldn't be looking forward to the end, an end of season like this? Well, I'm sure uh, Gary Johnson at his press conference tomorrow morning will say, uh, and I'd be very surprised if, it, if, if he doesn't, let's forget about Chelmsford on Tuesday night. Let's concentrate on beating Western Supermare yeah. first. Yeah. Western Supermare still fighting to avoid the drop. Um, they've been absolutely mucked by their home record. Yeah. Bless them. Yeah. They cannot win at home to save their lives. Well, they, ha- they have won once. But they have upset and been competitive on the road yeah. many, many times. They've got Jennison and Myrie Williams, who some United fans will remember yeah. from a spell yeah. here not long ago. Marlon Jackson. Uh, they've got a terrific goalkeeper, Luke Pennell, who, who all, you know, all the many United fans who travelled up to mm. the uh, to Western but for the game up there will testify. Do they uh, still insist on passing the ball out, though? Do is the keeper? Does the keeper ever hit a clearance beyond halfway? Probably not. It was like Man City, wasn't it? It was. Uh, yeah. and, and so cool. It, it, it wasn't true. Um, but he's decent. Yeah. Um, uh, the big uh, left back's a good player as well. I've forgotten yeah, his name yeah. now. Yeah, no. Uh, Jared Welsh is, yeah. is decent in midfield. United will have to be at it. And then we can start thinking about this huge, huge game against Chelmsford on Tuesday night. Another huge, huge game, the Woking game away. There's been some information about ticket information. Not yet. Um, yet. uh, uh, I've been sort of making inquiries and and it appears, and there hasn't been any official announcement about this, I'm sure there will be one soon because fans of both clubs are already... This game is on April the 6th, by the way, so it's it's more than a month away, but um, uh, fans of both clubs are already starting to home in on this yeah. big day. Um, uh, Kingfield, for safety purposes now, if you look in the book, it says 6,000 whatever it is capacity. 5,700 is the capacity. That's mm. what was used for the Watford third round cup tie yeah. um, not long ago. And there are just over 1,300, a maximum of 1,300 away places available. Um, uh, 200, 250 seats and the rest standing uh, yeah. terrace tickets. Uh, I imagine, and we'll wait and see what the official announcement is, that a similar thing will happen to Bath away uh, in January when um, Bath sent the vast majority of tickets to Plainmore and they were sold here. Um, I think one or two were available on the the day, although I'm not actually sure that even that was true. But anyway, Bath and United came to an agreement for the tickets to be sold through Plainmore. I would have thought that's a 
You know, makes sense, doesn't well, it? Really? Of course, it and, does. unless I mean, you're a, a, a travelling Torquay supporter, but uh, it makes sense for the the, the Torquay-based fans, doesn't it? Yes, and and you know, otherwise, you know, you, Woking are going to have to handle all the ticket sales. Mm. I mean, for instance, I'm sure the Watford tickets for that FA Cup tie were sold through Watford. Yeah, they weren't. Watford fans weren't ringing up Woking for tickets, were they? So um, it, it's you know, let's wait and see what the two clubs come up with. They're both very anxious, especially especially Woking, since it's their game. Uh, they're well aware that there has been odd incidents of crowd trouble at matches involving both clubs this season. Mm, yeah. Nothing, thankfully, too awful, but just a pain in the neck. Yeah. Um, and so they're very, very keen to make sure they minimise that. Um, and, um, and I'm sure they will do. It would be awful if that match was blighted, wouldn't it? I know it's, it's looking well ahead and it may never happen, but it would be awful if, if we remembered that match for the wrong reasons. I, th- I, th- I think the two clubs will move heaven and earth to try and keep any potential troublemakers away from that match. Yeah. Uh, um, and if there are any that get in, deal with it. You yeah. know, almost before they've even thought about it. And um, because it's there's so much at stake. And, and I can't help thinking that by the time that game comes round, uh, there will only be four games to go. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, 5,700 sellout, that's what Woking are expecting for that match. Um, I'm sure that game will attract attention, media attention, far beyond Woking and Torquay. Yeah. It will probably be the biggest gate outside the Football League and maybe even bigger than most of League Two. Um, for a game in the National League South, for goodness sake, yeah, uh, you know it's 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 on a par with Stockport and Chorley, isn't it, in the North? And and it's just a testament to the passion of fans at these levels. Yeah, um, uh, you know it it it, do, it almost takes you back to Barnet against Torquay, <laughs> it does. doesn't it? Back in two thousand and one, that's the uh, game where, everybody's comparing it to, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, where the whole world yeah. apparently t- seemed to turn up, didn't they, uh, at, at Underhill that afternoon? Yeah. Um, uh, and I can remember watching TV first thing in the morning before we set out uh, on the on the sports bulletins. There was no Premier League on that day, I don't think. So everybody had to yeah. think of something else. And people very quickly honed in on this huge game at the bottom of the football league, winner takes all match between Barnet and Torquay. The Battle of Underhill. The Battle yeah. of Underhill. And 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 you know you 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 could imagine Woking v Torquay mm. touching those sort yeah, of bases. Now, moving away from matters on the pitch for a moment, very interesting piece in the paper this week, David, about Nightingale Park. Well, um, uh, United are being very tight-lipped about this situation at yeah. the moment. It's gone very quiet, as I'm it sure... Has. We would, um, we were expecting a detailed planning application, or no, at least an outline planning application, to appear in October-November time, yeah. aren't we? Uh, um, obviously, nothing, nothing did. you at the time flagged up, um, or was it a little bit before then... No, that was a little bit before, wasn't it? The artist's impression pictures yeah. and stuff that were sent out of a stadium and and mm. uh, that sort of stuff, which was very good and interesting and, you know, got people going a bit, didn't it? Um, but since then, uh, Torbay Council uh, had voted to keep Nightingale Park for leisure and recreation. I think those yes. are the two phrases, aren't they? I believe they? so, which, yes. Uh, um, interesting. An interesting <laughs> verdict. Um, uh, Definitely, Gordon, not, not Gordon Oliver's view. He seems to be fairly solidly behind the yeah. um, the United development or proposed development. Um, but it has gone very quiet, so yours truly decided to do a little bit of digging. And although um, United aren't making any official 
mm. comment on this. I understand that they there is a reason why it's gone very quiet. It's because they've realised, and, and as many people in the Bay will do, that there's, that there's council elections coming up in May, yeah. and they're going to wait until those elections take place, see what shape the council is, who, you know, and and then. Yeah. start again that's that's really the only practical way to go about it because after after may well after the summer anyway the mayoral system will change there's another gordon factor. oliver will not be the mayor anymore yeah so the, the council the makeup of the council may change it may not change there no. could be some of the major players in this may not be councillors anymore no so, and, I, and, I, and i don't i don't think that united see much point in bashing against a proverbial bit brick wall at the moment mm-hmm. you know there are clearly some councillors who don't want a, a, a talkie united stadium complex development at nightingale yeah. park whether you agree with them or not is another matter um and so is there really much point in united going ahead with more detailed plans for a site which the council has already said that they don't you they know don't they, they don't want yeah. whether people come back to that yeah, uh, in time, that's in the lap of the gods, of course. But um, uh, it's it's intriguing situation. It but uh, and of course, thankfully, from Clark Osborne's point of view, the United owner chairman, things that are going really well on the pitch. That's what's consuming everybody's yeah. real interest at the moment. It's taken the heat off a little bit. It has. It, it has. Yeah. And and um, uh, Gary Johnson, who 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 obviously signed up, not just as he said that day that you and I sat down with him. When he first turned up, um, you know, he, he he signed up for the project. Yeah. You know that that the, the 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 whole stadium proposals and the thought that United might hopefully be able to get back into the football league in a new stadium, mm. etc., was very much part of the reason why he'd signed up for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, now you know we won't go down the road. He's much too busy trying to make sure United get back in the national league at the moment. So. Um, uh, but anyway, that that's the situation as far as the stadium complex is concerned. So um, we we think we're not going to hear any more about that at least not until for a after May. Or not until after May. I, th- I think yeah. uh, you know that the, the playing more stuff. Playing more appears to be going pretty well at the moment. Obviously on the pitch, the gates are pretty Gate, good. Gates are good. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of obviously when you keep winning matches, more people want to. Come along and eat meals yeah, and sponsor yeah. games and get involved in all of that sort of stuff. Fan zone um, was good as well, by the way. Saturday wasn't yeah. it? We we happened to drop in for a pint before the game. Yeah, and, in boots and laces. Yeah, the fan um, zone was going really well. Fair play to or full marks to the people who were putting that on. Yeah, um, the um, talking about the supporters trust. Yeah, uh, that's one of their ventures, and um, uh, you know, good luck to them on that. And mm. and they've been very solid with it they've come back two or three times now i forget which number that was but um, and i'm sure it'll happen again before the end of the season looks good fun and uh, the senior goals met was it yeah no day before yesterday it was it was the yeah. re- it was it was the, the main reason really why i didn't make it to east thurrock uh, yeah. um i've been very kindly invited to uh, be the guest along with chris todd uh, yeah. at the second meeting i think it was of the senior goals and a bit of a shout out here to to, to that organisation. It's being sponsored and organised by the community, tr- the sports trust, yeah. community sports trust at Playmore. Uh, I, I I think it's an absolute no brainer for for older older supporters over forties. Ten pound a year, yeah. you get monthly meetings um, with um, you know guests. I was only a minor one in in hopefully that that some of the good ones that, that they'll yeah. get along. Um, and uh, raffles, quizzes, 
Yeah. Um, uh, and of course, they're quite terrifying for somebody like me because you oh, look around and you yeah. think, my goodness, this lot remember even better than, <laughs> and know better than than I do. So you've got to make sure you get your P's and Q's yeah. right or else somebody's going to say, Dave, I think that uh, you'll, you'll find that dot, 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 I dot, think dot. you'll find, yeah. yeah. Um, Wide-ranging discussions? It was, yeah. absolutely. Chris, yeah. was, Chris was terrific. Very, yeah. very informative and open on a number of issues and matters. I'm sure the people at the meeting there definitely learnt stuff that they didn't know when they turned up. Um, uh, he was, he was you know, very circumspect where it counted, but yeah. um, uh, uh, great. I think the people there enjoyed it. Uh, it's a venture that deserves to, to yeah. take off. Um, so, and I can't under, I, no, I, cannot under I, I, I find no reason at all. In fact, I might join them myself. Absolutely. So if you want to join, how do you go about it? Contact the Community Sports Trust? Uh, you can do it through that. Um, uh, if you go on the club's website and go yeah. back to a previous plug for it, there is an email address and a phone number there where people can uh, I, I shall put can the... sign up for that. I, when, um, where you've just clicked on this podcast, if I've done my job correctly, there'll be a link somewhere in the text yeah. which will take you to it. Um, but um, thoroughly worth doing. Uh, good fun, relaxed, um, and uh, um, proper people there. Fans who've been following the club years and years and years. Um, yeah. Very knowledgeable. Um, <clears throat> plenty, of, plenty of good humour and jokes. And, and Who won the quiz, Dave? <clears throat> Um, Todd and Thomas won the quiz. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> um, uh, not, not, not with a hundred percent record, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, there was a round on Talk United, a round on the World Cup, I think, and then yeah. a general knowledge round. We did win, uh, but I must stress that we handed our prize, which was two tickets for a match of your choice, back <laughs> for very, somebody else to use. Very so, sporting so, indeed. Well, it was an obvious thing to do. So, uh, but no. Join the senior girls. Indeed. But just one thing occurs, should have mentioned this earlier on. When we were talking about Stan Whedon um, earlier on and the match official being injured during a game, we should mention our former colleague Richard Luscombe, who came over for a game. He lives in the States now, works on, on a, a newspaper in the States. Torbay born and bred. Torbay born and bred, worked for the Life Herald Express. Lifelong fan. And the last time he came over for a game was almost exactly two years ago when he came over to watch Torquay play Geisley. And that was also the last no. time that a referee got injured and had to be substituted. Oh, my goodness. So it's the curse. He's not coming again. No. He says that's it. He's not. The uh, Referees Association have asked him not to come to play more again. <laughs> well, but, well, I do remember that Geisley game. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the ref got cropped that he did and yeah. Richard was there that Richard day. was there that oh, day and he was the, his first appearance at Plainmore since then was Dulwich Hamlet last Saturday and the so referee a curse on referees wherever he goes the ref Saturday. goes in the fetlock again <laughs> yeah. so just looking ahead then the the two games coming up Saturday Western Supermare three o'clock kickoff at Plainmore uh, Tuesday Chelmsford 7.45 kickoff. Yeah. Um, more details will emerge tomorrow during Gary Johnson's press conference but what team news do we know but we well, know that Carl Cameron is back he will definitely be back Jamie um, Sendles and of White. course will yeah. it be a one for one yeah. um, I would have thought that's a pretty good option Cameron apart from anything else is fine at left centre back yeah. whereas most defenders are right footed do we think Jamie Sendles White Kevin will... Nicholson and Tom Kelly um, do you think he, Jamie Sendles White will be out for? I don't know. We'll have to check yeah. on that in the morning. I think when someone suffers a hamstring injury, it's usually yeah. more than just a couple of days. 
Um, uh, Johnny Cuenate is obviously playing at right centre back at the moment, so yeah. I would think that th this this option of putting Asa Hall back into the back four, which is a very very serviceable one, and, yeah. and you'd be happy to, to have it. I think Gary Johnson probably will keep that up his sleeve if something is going wrong at the back. He knows he can always do that, yeah. rather than um, uh, you know committing. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, that one straight away from the start of a game. Apart from anything else, Carl Cameron thoroughly deserves to be in the side on all his form uh, yeah. over a yeah. long time. And of course, being happy on his left foot, it does balance up, you yeah. know, the, the the back four there. Um, uh, when um, he did it on Tuesday night, put a Hall back into the back four, it leaves Connor Lemonhay, Evans, and Jake Andrews as your two central midfield players. Now, look, they're both very capable players, and no yeah. problem, but. They're quite young, the two of them. I yeah. think what twenty-one, twenty-two. Um, uh, I'm sure there wouldn't be no sleep lost because of that. But uh, I would have thought that if you put a gun to Gary Johnson's head at the moment, he would opt to have Asa Hall yeah. as well in there. Um, but Rui Keating comes on, plays pretty well on Tuesday night by all accounts. Gives United something definitely. Lays on one, scores another on the right wing. Yeah. You've got Calvin Kalala uh, as well. Uh, and Jake Andrews, of course, who's been playing wide, wide yeah. left-hand side in recent weeks. So he he has a he has a Gary has a couple of decisions to make. He doesn't tend to tinker, though, does he? He's not a manager who continually swaps and changes. I know the squad is not enormous, but the ch the team has been pretty much unchanged for a while, hasn't he? Well, he doesn't make tactical. But isn't that a winning team for it you? It is. Yeah. 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 It's uh, you know when a team is winning, managers tend not to change too yeah. much you know it's let's face it we've we've all you know looking at managers getting sacked the Mourinho's and the Puel's and the people yeah. like that in the last few weeks and months and oh why do you keep doing this why do you keep doing that well it was usually because the team wasn't winning yeah you know yeah. When, when your team's winning you probably you try it you, yeah. you stick with it don't you and uh, when, when the team isn't winning you're constantly trying to find ways mm. to snap that spell and and, yeah. and um, get the winning streak going again well, let's hope the winning streak continues uh, over the next two games. Big, big stuff. Big, big games. Big game. This, this, you know, let's get Western Supermare done. Uh, they'll be, they'll be troublesome, won't they? Uh, well, yeah, they will be. Well, you know, they'll be up for yeah, it. That's for sure. They certainly um, will. Uh, they'll bring a few fans with them, which always helps. Yeah. Dulwich's fans help to, um, you know, lift the atmosphere at Playmore last Saturday. Not that it needs lifting at the moment, but um, and Western, I'm sure, will bring a few. They will. Um, and uh, yeah. There we go. So three Everybody's looking for the top two to slip up at some stage. Not and least the other team in the top two. Correct. Three o'clock kickoff. We'll be there. Do come over and say hello. Uh, let us know what you think of the podcast. It's always good to put some names to or some faces to names, as we like to uh, like to do. Um, we'll be back next week. Two more games under our belts by then, and there'll be much to discuss then as well. I dare say. And before we go, Netflix tomorrow. The, um, Friday, Friday, March the, the first. Jaws of Victory. Yeah, so there are eight documentaries all coming out at once. If yeah. anybody's going to binge watch the lot of them on Friday night, but uh, the talky one comes out. If you've got access to Netflix, you haven't got very much longer to wait. No, and um, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what people think. But well, you and I have seen it. Yeah. Um, uh, to see what people's reaction is, I I can understand one or two people who might go. Mm didn't think that was great there's there's one or two little cartoon sections which yeah. are used to help the story along um we both think they've done a i think they've done a decent job pretty good job yeah. don't we yeah. um but maybe we're 
biased, I don't know. Um, but uh, it's generated an awful lot of publicity, yeah. which can't be a bad thing um, uh, for the club. Um, broadening people who interest in the club that maybe never even far beyond the reaches yeah. of, 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 of Torbay. And um, yeah, fingers crossed that people like it. Let us know what you think. As ever, we finish. Come, Come on, on you yellows. yellows.